Hey there, Schmodown fans. It's Josh the Merc, Rainer, owner of Merc with a Movie Blog, and I am back again with another edition of Talkin' Schmodown. This week is episode 21, and it is a double-sized episode. Unfortunately, last week was unable to record, so I decided to take both weeks Roll them into one show so that uh, you get all my thoughts on everything that has happened over the last two weeks. All four matches. It's going to be a great time. So I hope that you guys are ready because I know I'm ready. So let's get ready to talk Schmodown. Alright, we are back and I am so excited. We had some great matches over the last couple of weeks and uh, I'm really just excited to start talking about it. Uh, we, uh, I want to get into a little bit of news uh, that, that, that uh, has kind of pro- cropped up over the, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, apparently, Emma and Roxy were on the desk together uh, in an upcoming match. This was announced on Collider Live recently. Uh, I know that there's an image from the match out there of the two of them on the desk. And this is the first time, apparently, that uh, two females have been on the desk together. So this is fascinating. Uh, and I'm so, I'm really interested to see what match it is that they uh, will be calling. And I think this is awesome to see. Uh, I love uh, both of them when they have been on the desk. So to see them together is going to be, uh, I think, pretty awesome. So I'm excited for that. Uh, also, uh, we've had confirmation that the September live event will be in Arizona, and the October live event will be held in Orlando, Florida. So uh, make sure head on over to TriviaSD.com, grab your tickets. Uh, I think you can also uh, go to uh, TheSchmodownLive.com, I believe is the website, and get all uh, your tickets there. Also, the latest set of collectible art prints, have officially been sent out. Uh, I received mine yesterday. It was, it was awesome. It's the uh, Schmodown Classic. Uh, is uh, Dan Merle versus John Roca uh, when Roca won the title. Uh, it's it's really it's a it's, it's awesome. I love these these art prints. Uh, Brian Ward does such a great job. And this one in particular, I really like because the back. The first two that they sent out had like all of the $2 and up patrons' names on the back, and they're so small. You can't really, unless you have like a magnifying glass or like freaking Superman supervision, you really can't read the names on the back. And so it was kind of, it felt kind of pointless to me. But this month they put uh, the stats from the match on there, and it almost makes it look kind of like. Uh, almost kind of like a like a like a baseball card or something like like a sports card. Um, it, it was it, it broke down each round, the points, all that kind of stuff. It was really cool to see. 
uh, done that way. And I hope that that is what they do uh, going forward. I I really like that, and uh, I, I I get uh, I get a bit more out of that personally, a bit more enjoyment out of that than just you know a ton of names in tiny print on the back. So uh, I I hope that's what they go with from now on. It was really cool to see, and I really uh, I really liked it. Um, they did do a different style of paper. Uh, Emma even uh, on the Patreon, I know she uh, met, talked about it. Um, how at first she didn't care for it, but you know it grew on her, and I get that. It's it, it doesn't have any sort of gloss on it. Um, it's just like the paper, you know. Uh, so so I get it. Like I like it. I think it looks good, but I do think that the glossy versions in general are better. Uh, so I, I'm excited that they'll be going back to that uh, for the next one. Uh, oh, and if you too, you know, want to get your hands on some of these art prints, just head on over to Patreon and sign up for that fifteen dollars tier. Uh, you know, you'll get uh, a new art print every month sent straight to your home. It's awesome. I, you know, I've gotten three of them so far, and I love every single one of them. Uh, the last little bit of news uh, is that apparently Clark Wolf. Rachel Cushing and Mark Andreco are going to be taking a bit of a pause on their singles competition to focus on the team league. Uh, this was uh, revealed on Collider Live, and apparently they will not be participating in the singles tournament this year. So, which I get, you know, they're they're both doing fantastic things in the team leagues, and it can be very difficult to do multiple things. Rachel is in, you know, she she's been competing in all three of the main leagues. So, it it makes sense that she wants to focus on the teams and obviously in her geekdom and just kind of put the single stuff to the side, you know. And Clark, you know, she wants her title back, so which we'll 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 talk about here. So, you know, I I get that. And, and you know, same with Mark, you know, I th- I think he Christian mentioned that when he asked Mark about whether or not he'd be in the singles league, you know, he was like, "No, it's, it's too, it's just too much pressure to deal with, you know, both of them having having to do all of that." So focusing on the one league, I, I think, I think will be beneficial. So uh, I, I'm, I'm a little sad that we, you know, we won't see them in the singles tournament, but that'll just make room for some other great competitors to rise up through the ranks. Alright, so we are going to get into our first week. So this is from uh, two weeks ago. Uh, the inside schmodown that week was Rachel Cushing. Uh, she talked you know, about the Nerds Watch and her history with Ken. Since, you know, obviously Ken is the one who hosts the show and everything. I loved when they were together, uh, you know, as the Nerds Watch. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't quite succeed the way, uh, you know, we'd hoped that they would. But, you know, that is where you really saw, you know, Rachel kind of shine and, and, and kind of come out of her shell. And it, without the Nerds Watch, I don't think we'd have the Rachel Cushing that we have today. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm very pl- happy that we got that. Uh, she gives props to both Jeff Snyder and Mark Andreco, 
But, you know, she was still very confident that they would win the match. And you know what? And that's great. You know, you want to be confident. You don't want to be like, oh, I don't know. I might lose my title this time around. You know, you want to be confident that you're going to win. Even if you don't necessarily feel confident, you want to portray that you are confident all the time when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, She kind of switches over to talking about Inner Geekdom and Kevin Smets. And uh, I gotta say, I really want to see the Crusher versus the Smasher. And I think it's going to happen. I really think uh, Smets is going to take down Kalinowski uh, at uh, this uh, the June 22nd uh, live show. So I, I, I really, I don't know. I think he's got his number. I really do. He's been training insane. And uh, I think Mike might be uh, underselling this kid a little bit. And uh, I don't think he quite knows what he's in for. So we'll see what happens. It's just, uh, ele- from this point, just 11 days away. Uh, then she talked about how she'll be defending her Inner Geekdom title at uh, San Diego Comic-Con against either Kalinowski or Smets. She threw a little bit of shade at Kalinowski, saying that uh, Mike has never defeated her. And uh, that, uh, honestly, I-, I don't think... He'll get the chance. Like I said, I, I think it's going to be Smets. Um, and, you know, like I said, she, you know, she said Mike's never defeated her. And she, she, she's confident that he, he never will. So, I, I just, like I said, I just don't think he'll get the chance. Because I, I believe that Smets will be the one at San Diego Comic-Con facing off against Rachel. We'll have, the, like I said, the Crusher versus the Smasher. It is going to be an epic battle at the one of the at the biggest uh, uh, event for geekdom out there at San Diego Comic Con, so no better place to have this mega match of the inner geekdom than at San Diego Comic Con. So we get into the first match of that week, and that was Brendan Meyer versus Drew Grant, aka Video Drew. Uh, we had the opening scene. Brendan's in the back fiddling with some coffee pods. Uh, he gets a call from uh, Bibiani. Not, you know, I, I'm not sure where all this is going. Uh, I've I've talked about this for the last you know few episodes. Um, they've really been doing a slow burn on on this one. Uh, it was, you know, it wasn't as awkward as all the other ones seemed to have been, but it does make me wonder. Is he going to join Critically Acclaimed? Because uh, I don't want to see Bibbs and Whitney split up. I love them as a team, and they need to stay as a team. Unless, for some reason, Whitney can't do it anymore, then then you know I understand. But I don't want to see uh, Whitney be replaced by Brendan. The other thing that I've been thinking, like I've and I've said this on numerous occasions, is that maybe they're kind of doing almost a stalker angle um, where, you know, he worships Bibiani and it kind of goes too far. But I don't know because, like, when he's in his match, you know, he's the nicest kid. But, you know, that switch could always flip. You never know. So, out first is Video Drew. She's kind of creepy, but I got to say I loved it. I I dig what, uh, what she's bringing uh, to the show, um, I never really knew anything about about uh, Drew Grant. Never, and I'd never heard of her. 
but you know now I'm like super super interested. She's so she's really cool. I follow her on Twitter now. Uh, she she's really cool, and I hope that we we get to see a lot of her in the future uh, of of the Schmodown. Uh, then out came Brendan Myers. Really wasn't a whole lot going on entrance wise this uh, for this match, but that's okay. You don't have to have crazy big entrances all the time, and m- most people don't do it anyways. So you know you're not gonna get that all the time. So we get into round one. And Video Drew kind of has a couple of stumbling points. She misses a few questions. Um, however, during the entirety of round one, she uh, would talk in the third person with her board and say, Video Drew says whatever. Or Video Drew declares this. Video Drew guesses this. It was actually really funny. Um, I wondered if it would get kind of annoying but to me it really didn't I really I really enjoyed it I don't know if uh it can be sustainable uh, for multiple matches or not but uh, and as you will discuss later uh she does kind of drop out of character a couple of times um sometimes I've noticed that it it's it can be detrimental if you are too stuck into your character and it it can it can take your focus off of the game when you're trying to uh, act you know act a certain way or portray yourself a certain way. So with something like that, you know you got to be really careful uh, what you're what you do and how you do it. If it's if it's proving to be difficult, just push it aside. You know people most people just want to see. You know your knowledge. You know, you know, as opposed to the theatrics of it all during the match. So, I mean, if it causes issues, I'd say make sure uh, to to tone it back a bit. Um, but like I said, she had a bit of a struggle in that first round. She got five points. Uh, Brendan, however, got a perfect round and answered the bonus question. The answer was Brigsby Bear. Uh, I remember that movie coming out. Have not seen it though, so I definitely did not know the answer to that one. Uh, round one ends; it's nine to five. Let me get into round two. Uh, Brendan defers. Video Drew spins. Nicole Kidman and stays uh, for a first-time competitor. I mean, I feel like sometimes they get a little too confident in their own knowledge. And yeah, you know, Nicole Kidman isn't a category that tends to pop up a lot. However, I'm sure her movies are in lots of different categories. And so it can kind of become sort of deep cut kind of questions uh, when it comes to stuff like that. And so honestly, I think she should have uh, spun again. Uh, on this one, unfortunately, she only winds up getting three out of eight points. She went to multiple choice, all four questions, missed one, and Brendan got to steal for a point. Uh, during question two is the is the where she uh, dropped her persona for a second while answering. She you know because throughout the match she'd been doing you know video Drew says this, a video Drew answers this. Like I said. And during question number two, she just answers the question. I think she was starting to get a little bit flustered. 
um, and, and and she just needed to drop out for a second. And that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes you need to just let the character go after the entrance and just be yourself when answering the questions because it can be uh, sometimes it can be detrimental to uh, to your gameplay. So like I say, it was not a, a very good round for Video Drew. Uh, ends the ra- her portion of the round ten to eight in favor of Brendan. So she's down by two points at the end of her uh, portion of the round, which is not a good place to be. You know, you don't you want to be ahead. You know, before the the your competitor has to, because Brendan still has questions to answer in round two, and that you just you don't want. You don't want that to happen. That's, that's never good. So Brendan goes up and spins comic book movies and re-spins. This is something that you do not see very often. Especially, I feel like, in players you know closer to his age, the younger demographic. Uh, comic book movies tends to be one of those ones that they go for. You know, uh, I know I would probably go for that. But, you know, this is one of the ones where he... he his specialties are outside of just the you know like comic book movies and stuff like that, and we see that with what he spins and he land when he lands on Spinner's Choice and picks directors. So he was confident enough to think that you know his knowledge base would be better suited for something like directors. Unfortunately for him. It does not quite go as well as he would hope, uh, as he too only gets three out of eight uh, possible points. Uh, he went to multiple choice twice. One of the multiple choice times that he uh, he went for, he missed it. Um, one of the other uh, uh, questions he missed as well. Luckily for Brendan, uh, Video Drew was unable to capitalize on either of those steals, missing out on three possible uh, steal points right there, which could have really helped her out and brought her uh, up closer uh, to Brendan. It would have brought her within three or within two points uh, at uh, of, of Brendan at the end of this round. Um, really, this was not a great round for either competitor. Uh, we end round uh, two, 13 to eight in favor of Brendan. Brendan is up... Uh, five points, so he has gained a point lead since round one. But that's it. You know, they both had really garbage rounds, and he was only able to get up by you know an additional one. Luckily for him, he already had such a strong lead going into round two that it just added to that that cushion going into the final round. So, Video Drew obviously is up first, and she answers both her two- and three-point question. And during this three-point question uh, she is where she dropped her persona yet again. Uh, you know, like I said, sometimes it has to happen. I think what Video Drew needs to do, come out, do her creepy thing, uh, maybe, maybe do the Video Drew thing for just round one, and then kind of drop it. Or just... In general, maybe just drop it and, and maybe still do the voice of Video Drew. But otherwise, just answer the questions. You know, because I, 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 th- I think it was tripping her up a little bit. 
Uh, so then we get to uh, Brendan's two-point question, which he misses. Uh, he The answer was Taika Watiti, and he says, Taike Waite. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, what are you saying here? Obviously, he did not get the points for it. Um, but I have to wonder, if he had said Taike Waitete, instead of just Taike, because he said Taike Waite, if he had said Taike Waitete, that's very close, and you know, it's a weird name, Taika Waititi, and maybe you're unsure of how to pronounce it, but if he had gotten all the syllables and, and fairly close I'm curious if they would have if they would have gave him the point for Taike Waitete, uh, but no, no matter what, he did not say that and uh, missed that point. At this, you know, at this point right here, the game is tied. Brendan missed his two pointer, so logically, he should have to then answer his three pointer. Because that's the way the game works. But instead, for some weird reason, they go back to Video Drew for her five-point question. Which didn't make sense to me. Because that's not the way... That's not the way the game is, is done, you know? It's it's just not the way it's supposed to be done. Anyways, uh, it, it just seemed weird to me. It kind of threw me off. Unfortunately, Video Drew did not get her five-point question correctly. Um... And so it goes back to Brendan for his three-point question, which he gets, winning him the game sixteen to thirteen. It was just, it was just a weird, kind of a weird ending for me. It threw me off watching it because I was like, I was kind of still stuck on the why did she just have to answer her her five-pointer? Brendan should have had to have answered his three-point question first to get the points to break the tie. Um, but then it would have gone back to Video Drew to try to win, you know, because it was her final question. But, you know, either way, Brendan won the match. So, you know, congrats to Brendan Meyer. He he won this match. It, was, it, it wasn't a great match. He had a really, really solid first round. But outside of that, it was not, it was not great. So um, I think he might need to brush up. A bit more on some of his categories. So, I mean, he did talk during uh, the, the post-interview about, you know, how how he was so nervous during his first match, uh, but how the, the free for all really helped him get more comfortable, and how he considers Bibiani uh, a mentor, maybe even a friend. I think they are pushing whatever this uh, Brendan Bibiani storyline is even in the post credit or in the uh, exit interviews. So, um, and, and, and I wonder if that nervousness that he had in that first match has still kind of lingered around and carried over uh, into this one. Cause like I said, he didn't do great. You know, he did great in that first round, but outside of that, not great. Um, and as far as video drew, I, I gotta say, I love her. She's awesome. I really dig it. And I hope that she comes back. Uh, to singles, but I guess we're going to be seeing her in teams with a mystery partner. Who could it be? Apparently, it's some big time, big name uh, competitor, and I'm like, who the heck could it be that we haven't already seen in a team somewhere? I, I'm I'm not 
I don't know. I'm having a hard time figuring out who could possibly be teaming up with Video Drew, uh, you know, as her mystery partner. But I am fascinated to find out. Um, also, I really don't think uh, Jen Sturger knew how to handle uh, Video Drew. <laughs> Just, I, I don't think she she quite knew how to get a grasp on this character during uh, the exit interview. It was really funny to watch. So then we got a closing scene, and it was uh, Tom Dagnino and Eric Zipper in the back. Uh, and they're talking. Tom warns Zipper that uh, he needs to be careful who he's rolling with. Zip is so perfectly flustered during this scene. It's really entertaining to watch these two guys. So, um, Then on a side note, uh, I, I just wanted to bring this up. While I was doing final prep for this, uh, for this episode, I did notice that the... This match was seemingly not on the YouTube channel. I went to the YouTube channel uh, and went into the playlist for Season 6, and it was nowhere to be found. It's it's just not there. But then when I searched for it specifically, I typed in um, uh, Schmodown Video Drew is the way I searched for it, and it popped right up. I, I don't know why. Um, it wasn't in... I don't know if it's been put back in there i haven't checked it since but um it was not in that season six playlist for some weird reason i don't know when it was uploaded they didn't click the 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 playlist because you can add it to the playlist when you uh upload i don't know if that they just forgot to do that or what happened um but if you are looking to rewatch this one or watch it for the first time i suggest uh just searching schmodown video drew and it should pop right up for you And we're going to get into match number two from the week, from that week. And this was the big tag team title match between the Shire Wolves and the Odd Couple. This was a huge match, and it was a great match. It was one of probably the best matches uh, of the year so far. It was was fantastic. So we start off with our opening scene. Uh, Chance Ellison is in the back. Then Kaiser comes up to him. They kind of go back and forth. Then Mike comes up and tells off Kaiser. Then Smets comes in. You know, Mike, Mike isn't scared of this kid. He isn't. He isn't impressed. But I gotta say, man, you need to watch yourself because I think he's got your number. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna keep on saying it until the 22nd when we find out who is the better inner geekdom competitor. So. Uh, I know I did notice something during uh, this th- th- this match. It looked like Christian had a black eye, which was kind of weird. I don't know what happened, uh, so I don't know if anybody else noticed this. But to me, it looked like he had uh, a black eye. It was kind of weird. It would be his uh, his left eye, by the way. So for this match, if the Shire Wolves win, they would become seven and zero on their way to uh, you know getting closer and closer to breaking the Patriots' uh, uh, undefeated record. If the Odd Couple wins this match, Jeff would become the first to win a title in two different teams, and Mark Andreco would win his very first title. So uh, I gotta say, Snyder has become one of my favorite competitors. Uh, He used to annoy the shit out of me. I couldn't stand him for such a long time. Both him and JTE. Uh, 
JTE still hasn't quite gotten there for me, but Snyder has. I don't know. I, I, I love watching him play. I mean, I like Snyder in general. Like, I watch him on Movie Talk. I used to watch him uh, over on uh, Meet the Press before he left there. And, you know, so I, I, I enjoy when he pops up here and there. I watched uh, For Your Consideration all the time so when it was on. And uh, I, like, I love his opinions on things, even if I disagree with him on a lot of stuff. I mean a lot of stuff. And there are times where I'm like, dude, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I've said that plenty of, plenty of times out loud when I've been listening to him talk. But I still I like the way he, he, he brings information to you. I like the way that he conveys his thoughts. Um, for the most part, sometimes he kind of puts his foot in his mouth, but you know, don't we all? Um, but yeah, I, 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 I like, I like Jeff Snyder. So, uh, and like I said, he's become one of my favorite competitors. So we'll get into the match out first was the odd couple. Jeff was wearing this just weird ski mask. And I gotta say for like, I don't know why, but it just did not look like him under the mask. It was kind of weird. I was like looking at it. Like I remember seeing an image on I, it was probably in like the 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 Schmodown Facebook page or, or on Twitter or something like that of that shot of him with the ski mask looking at the camera and I'm like is that supposed to be Jeff Snyder cuz it does not look like Jeff Snyder and then when I finally watched the match I was like yeah that does not look like Jeff Snyder like for, for the, like the face uh, underneath the the ski mask so I, I don't know why. It was really weird. I don't know what the heck was going on there. But um, Then the Shire Wolves came out, and they came out in uh, Game of Thrones garb. Uh, we had Clark Wolf as Jon Snow and Rachel as uh, Brienne of Tarth. It was awesome. I, I It was awesome. They always bring it when it comes to uh, uh, entrances. And this this was a great one. Their their outfits were stunning, and uh, I love every time they come out and do something crazy like that. And it was it was awesome. That, that, that's really that's the only word I can really I can come up with. It was awesome. That because that perfectly describes it. So we get into round one, and it was pretty close. It was, I mean, it was it was very close back and forth because at the end of the round, it's it's still a tied game, but it was kind of bouncing back and forth. Uh, I was shocked that Jeff missed his first question. Kind of went back and forth. Um, Jeff and Rachel kind of had like a, a me, kind of like a middling kind of kind of round. They each got five points. Um, Jeff thought that he missed that final question, but he did manage to answer it correctly with Tessa Thompson. Um, he, he he yeah he he even said he's like man I've been like crapping the bed and then he answers it and it happened to be right and so even he was he was shocked about that um like I said him and Rachel five points uh both Clark and Mark got seven points so like I said it evened out to uh, 12 to 12 at the end of round one so these two teams really evenly matched um and, and that's what I love to see you know, two powerhouse teams battling back and forth, neck and neck. That's what you want. I would much rather see something like that than just a complete blowout, uh, round two KO kind of thing uh, that we've seen uh, before. Let me get into round two. And the Shire Wolves defer. Odd Couple spins drama and re spins and hits mixed bag. 
mixed bag is one of those categories that's like, oh man, that you just you just don't want to land on that. It's one of the categories where if your opponent gets opponent's choice and you're unsure of what to give them, you give them mixed bag because literally it's it could be anything and you don't get the category of the question when it's red. All you know is that it's mixed bag and it can literally be anything. So that's what makes it difficult. And so the odd couple doesn't do horrible during this round. They wind up getting, uh, was it seven? Yeah, seven out of 12. It's, it's not great, but it, it's not terrible. They, they answer five out of their six questions. They only miss one of them. Uh, unfortunately for them, the Shire Wolves were able to capitalize on a two-point steal off of that one miss. And they did have to go to multiple choice a number of times during uh, their round. But, you know, like I said, they they were able to get seven points. So it ends their portion of the round 19-14 to 14, so in favor of uh, the odd couple. So, And then we get into the Shire Wolves uh, spin, they go for they end up landing on Julia Roberts and decide no, we don't want that and respin and land on Ron Howard. Uh, again, they too they don't do terrible, but they don't do great either. Um, they do actually just as well as the Odd Couple, getting seven points out of a possible twelve, uh, and allowing for two points uh, uh, in, in steal opportunities for the odd couple. Um, the Shire Wolves answered four out of their six and went to multiple choice a few times. And two of their multiple choice times they missed. And that is where the odd couple was able to pick up two one-point steals. Tying the game at the end of round two, 21-21. I was like, holy shit. This is a nail-biter of a match. Tied at the end of round one. Tied at the end of round two. This is intense. You got steals happening. You never know what's going to happen. And especially now that you know you get into the betting round and that buzzer round for you know with, uh, with title matches, you never know what's going to happen. You can get a huge swing on one of those. So for round three... The category winds up being Julia Roberts, which was the category that the Shire Wolves spun away from in, in uh, round two. Question was, what does Julia Roberts' character teach in Larry Crown? Uh, the answer was speech. Neither team managed to get this answer correct. Uh, Shire Wolves wagered two points, and the odd couple wagered three. So they both lost points, and the Shire Wolves... For the first time during this match, took the lead 19 to 18, heading into round four. Then we get into round four, and the odd couple are just real quick on that buzzer. Uh, the Shire Wolves only managed to buzz in once and, and get their answer correct, whereas the odd couple buzzed in four times, uh, got three out of those four, and missed one. Uh, and Draco. Uh, blank. He just completely blanked on one of them, and that I've seen that happen before, where you buzz in and then you're you just poof, it just disappears from your brain, and it's like oh 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 shit, and you just you just can't pull it in the two seconds that you get to answer. 
Um, unfortunately for them, that means that they lose points. If he had grabbed that, they would have taken the lead. But instead, yet again, they are tied. This time, 20-20 to 20 at the end of round four. Going into the final round, they are tied. So essentially, the entire game up to this point was kind of almost pointless. I mean, it wasn't pointless, but it... it it almost didn't matter because the winners decided at, with round five at this point because it's it's tied. You know, there's there's nowhere to go from there. So round five is the only thing that, that can can decide. So the odd couple starts off. Uh, Mark gets uh, goes for the, the two-point question, misses. Mark says, uh, the, the question was, what was the name of Aladdin's monkey? Uh, and and Mark says a poo, and Clark catches it, and essentially challenges it, and uh, th- because the answer is actually a boo with a b, and he said a poo with a p, like the Quickie Mart uh, owner shopkeep from The Simpsons. Uh, but yeah, so and that's a big difference. So uh, it was a good catch. And and Mark didn't fight it obviously because he you know he even though Christian apparently didn't notice the you know the the incorrect uh, uh, word that was said you know but he did thank Mark and Drago for being honest which I thought was really nice of him to do so then it goes over to Jeff for the three point question and he misses so at this point it's like oh man they've already missed their two. They've already missed their three. You know, it's like, what? all they got left is their five-point question. There's no way that they're going to that they're gonna win this. This is, this is almost, I mean, it's, there's not, it's not a no-way situation, obviously, but it's very difficult when it, come, when, when it comes to a situation like that. Luckily for them, they do answer their five-point question. So at this point, it is 20 to 25 in favor of the odd couple. And now the Shire Wolves have to answer their questions. Uh, Rachel gets uh, the two-point question correctly. Clark, unfortunately, misses the three-pointer. And so it comes down to the Shire Wolves' five-point question. If they get it right, then they retain their titles. If they get it wrong, then the odd couple becomes the new Schmodown Tag Team Champions. And unfortunately for the Shire Wolves, they do not answer their five-point question correctly. And the odd couple wins this match. Mark Andreco has officially gotten his first title win. And Jeff Snyder has now become the first person to ever win a title on two different teams. This is just uh, it's amazing. It's, it's history-making match. 22-25 it ends. This nail-biter of a match. It was tense. Edge of your seat the whole way through. Like I said, one of the best matches I think I've seen in a while. It was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, you weren't. it wasn't like they were like answering every question right. And so I was like, holy shit. No. But it was that, that tension of... They are so equal to one another that they went through four rounds and still came out tied at the end. You know, and and and, and still had to bring it 
to the very last question. You know, that that is how you know. These are great teams right here. Uh, and, and I just, I absolutely love them both. And I was sad to see the Shire Wolves lose their title, but really happy for the odd couple that they made some history uh, on that night. Now these two teams will have a rematch at the Schmodown Collision on June 22nd uh, because the Shire Wolves had, uh, had defended their title twice. They get the opportunity to have a rematch, and so it's going to happen at the Collision. So we will have this, uh, this rematch of the Shire Wolves versus the Odd Couple for the tag team titles, and we will see Mike Kalinowski versus... Uh, Kevin Smets for the number one contendership to the Inner Geekdom Championship. Uh, Schmodown Collision, it is going to be off the chain. I guess we're also going to see a, uh, like a manager bowl and something else, I think. I believe that, that there was another match going on um, during the collision. I think there are four matches total. Uh, off the top of my head, I cannot remember what the other match is, however. Uh, like I said, this was a hell of a match, man. This it was it was it was crazy to watch, and uh, I love how emotional Mark got. He got he really deserved this win, and it was nice to see uh, how how emotional he got over this. And then we got an ending scene for uh, this match, and it was Ben and Roxy in the back. Roxy was kind of gloating about everything. Says. Uh, that if Ben had had uh, let her manage Team Action, they'd be champs, all this other stuff. And I'm interested in where they're taking this angle, but I, I, just, I hope that they just don't cross some weird lines. I mean, they're already crossing some weird lines doing some of the stuff that they're doing, uh, which I, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss later on, but... Uh, yeah, I just hope that it doesn't get too crazy personal and, and, and dig in too much. You know, you don't you don't want to be hurting people. Which, I mean, I know that's not the goal or anything, but, you know, people are people, you know? And sometimes they'll take things a certain way, and, and hopefully that's not what happens during this angle. Um, another thing I wanted to point out about this scene, the sound quality was all messed up. I don't know what was going on. It was all, like kind of garbly and it was weird i don't know what was wrong with it but yeah the sound quality during that end credit scene was really messed up so uh i i don't know if it was just something that they couldn't fix or if they just didn't notice it i i have no idea but and before i hop into week two uh i just want you want to let you guys know uh to head over and check out the other podcast on the uh, Merc with a Movie blog podcast feed, it's called After Live. It is the unofficial Collider Live After Show. It is a it's a fantastic show. We got some I have some great hosts on there. Uh, we have Mike and Wade, Sarah and Kalen. They they you know every week they bring you uh, kind of a, you know their thoughts on everything that happened in the week of Collider Live. It's it's a great show. So if you love Collider Live, check it out. It's called, like I said, it's called After Live. It is on this this network on the Merkle the Movie Blog uh, podcast network. It is fantastic. Make sure you check that out. Also, I wanted to uh, plug my other site. It's called uh, DC Comics News. 
Uh, I'm the editor-in-chief over there. We do all kinds of great stuff. Uh, we, you know, we run news and reviews uh, for all things DC Comics. Uh, we do exclusive interviews with uh, you know talent from you know whether it's movies or TV shows, uh, artists and writers from the comics. Uh, we you know all kinds of people. We talk to cosplayers. Uh, we do all kinds of stuff over there. We uh, I have a great editorial writer who you know gives her thoughts on some really cool topics. Uh, a few times a month. We've been branching into podcasts more lately. We have the DC Comics News Podcast, which uh, brings you uh, the week's worth of news all right there uh, in one podcast. Uh, and we have one called the Spinner Rack, which uh, one of my reviewers, uh, Seth Singleton, he brings, he kind of gathers his thoughts on the top five DC Comics books for the week. He puts that out every week. We're also working on a uh, Batman the Animated Series podcast. I got a few other things kind of milling around in the tank uh, for that. So be sure to check out dccomicsnews.com for all your DC uh, needs. And last but not least, if you are looking to attend a Wizard World Comic Con then make sure to use the code DCNEWS and you will save 10% off your tickets at checkout. So, you know, whether you're going to, you know, I I know they do them in like Philly and uh, Louisiana. They do them all over the country, these Wizard World Comic Cons. And it doesn't matter. Whatever tickets you're getting, you could be getting just the basic general admission. You could be getting a VIP ticket. You will get 10% off of your ticket price, no matter what. All you got to do, DC News, D-C-N-E-W-S. Just put that promo code in, and boom, you're saving yourself some money. So if you're going to be going to a Wizard World Comic Con anyways, just use the code, DC News, and you will save yourself some money. You can grab yourself uh, an action figure or, you know, uh, go out to a nice fancy dinner or something with your savings. But no matter what, DC News at checkout, go to uh, wizardworld.com slash tickets and use the code DCNEWS to save 10%. All right, and now we will get back into the Schmodown action. We are in week two for this show, and that is this past week that just uh, ended. Uh, we, I will start off talking about the inside Schmodown with David Del Rio, Diamond David Del Rio. Uh, He is a season six rookie. He kind of talked about his win over Whitney Seibold. It was a good match. Uh, I I really liked what I saw from this guy. He's got a real good uh, attitude and a cool personality. I dig it. Um, A lot of times when these new rookies come in, you know, they kind of go heel, really. You know, you got like your Chance Ellison, your Paul Oyamas, even kind of like Kevin Smets, even though he's not... I don't think I would necessarily call him a heel. Um, he's kind of more of just like a, 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 a monster tweener, you know, where he, he doesn't. He's not necessarily good or bad. It's just if you're in his way, he's gonna he's gonna roll through you, you know. But you know, David Del Rio, he is a straight up face, and I and I really like seeing that once in a while. So, uh, and, and he's got good personality. I really. I really he's got good screen presence and, and I'm sure that's because he's an actor, so that really helps. You know. And speaking of being an actor, you know, even though he is an actor, 
he says, you know, he was still nervous being under the lights during during that match, that Whitney uh, Seibold match. And it's a very different atmosphere than being uh, on on like a like a set filming a show or a movie or, or or something like that. It's very different because you are expected to showcase your knowledge and supposed to just, you know, like reading lines or, or something like that. Um, and it can, so it can be very, especially, you know, he was a big fan before. So being a, a big fan and going into something like that, you know, it can still be nerve wracking no matter what your, uh, uh, you know, p- profession is going into it. Uh, he talked about his passion for the show, how much he, he loved it. Uh, how how big of a fan he was or is I should say, you know he and he's very humble about it you know about everything you know and I really dig that he's got a great screen presence here, um that that humility that I I, I was talking about we don't see that often either like I said you get a lot of big characters a lot of boisterous heels even some of the faces are just they're like super confident and you know that's not a bad thing. But a little, you know, humbleness, a little humility can sometimes go a long way. Uh, and on a side note, um, I have to say, they must have filmed this episode a while ago. Since Ken talks about his uh, book, the, his Star Wars book, uh, that, and he says that it isn't available yet. Um, but the book came out like a, almost a month ago. So they must have filmed this quite quite a while ago, so... Some sometimes you gotta. I I don't know if they just don't if they just kind of put these in the bank and they don't plan on like when they're going to necessarily use them. Because you would think you you would maybe plan like if you knew it was gonna air after the book came out, then be like pick up your book now. It's available now, kind of a thing. But I don't know. It just seemed a little weird. Also, hashtag bubble guts. I, I thought that was really funny, and uh, I think everybody should make that trend hashtag bubble guts. Watch, watch the Inside Schmodown if you want uh, more context for that. So, we're going to hop into match number one, which was the family, uh, Andrew Guy versus Drew McWeeny, or as I like to call them, Drew Squared, man. It's Drew Guy and Drew McWeeny. All we got to do is add video Drew in here, and we got a Drew Cube. And they went up against the team of Inky and the Brain, which was uh, Devon Stewart and Rachel Silvestrini. Uh, I gotta say, I love watching Inky and the Brain. They 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 have great. I love Devon Stewart. He's hilarious. And every time I see him on those, uh, was it like the, the car facts or whatever the, that car whatever that car commercial is that he's in. Uh, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. That guy's in the schmodown. It's really funny. My wife always rolls her eyes at me. It, it's it's pretty funny. So the opening scene for this match was Drew McWeeny and Robert Meyer Burnett in the back talking about whether or not Guy is uh, is ready for this match. You know, after everything that went down at Houston with him losing the match and getting uh, uh, beaten with a chair by Ben, you know... It, I understand why they'd be a little concerned as to whether or not he'd be ready for this. But then Guy walks in, he says, let's destroy these rubes, and just kind of walks off, uh, presumably toward the match. McWeenie seems satisfied with this and uh, follows suit. So, you know, and we get into the match and we kind of see what happens. So, out first was Inky in the brain. Devon, like I said, Devon is so funny to watch. He's 
He really just puts on a show for uh, for the audience. Then out comes the family, and I gotta say it's good to see Robert Meyer Burnett back in the schmodown. Uh, he he's got such a boisterous personality that I feel like you you get that sometimes from like like a Jay Washington. You get that from, but in general, it, it's kind of his specific brand of boisterousness was really something that I I was missing from the Schmodown. So it's not, even if he's not going to be competing, it's nice to see him. Uh, uh, as a manager and just being there, you know. So I, I'm really enjoying seeing him back. Uh, something funny during their entrance, Devon was holding up his whiteboard and it said "boo them" on there. I thought that was really funny. It was really simple, kind of stupid joke, but I don't know. It really made me laugh when I saw it. So we get into round one, and this is a real tight match. It, it's it. It's, it stays super close um, with everybody except for Devon getting six points at the end. Devon with five. So it stays, like I said, it stays really close throughout the entire match. Uh, Devon used a JTE rule right at, right off the bat in that first uh, question. But, you know, it, it panned out for him because he was able to get the question correct. Um, then during uh, question four... Uh, he was the only one to get uh, the home question right, the who voiced Tip in, in the movie Home, and it was Rihanna. I actually knew that because my kid has watched that movie several times, and uh, I, 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 I notice, you know, I, I got recognize her voice, obviously, and you notice uh, if you've watched the movie uh, multiple times, there's like all of the songs are Rihanna songs. It's essentially just like a vehicle for her. And J-Lo, because J-Lo plays her mom. And I think they do a song together in it, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, it's really just a musical vehicle for, for Rihanna uh, for the, in that movie. So I remembered that it, very well. It's just stuck into my brain. And then uh, the final question. I could not believe nobody got this answer right. It was Vince freaking Vaughn. Like, I could not believe. It's like, have... None of you guys watched Fighting With My Family. It's a fantastic movie. It is in my top five of the year so far. It is so good. If you haven't seen Fighting With My Family, go watch that movie. Vince Vaughn is great in it. I highly recommend it. So round one ends uh, 12 to 11 in favor of the family. We head into round two where the family defers. Inky in the brain spins Kurt Russell, and then they re-spin and land on Kevin Smith, and I let out an audible, woo, just like Ric Flair style when they land on Kevin Smith, and I do that almost every time because it is my favorite category, and I get all of these questions correct almost every time. I I, I love Kevin Smith. He's one of my favorite directors. I I know that... uh, some people don't like some of his uh, newer stuff, some of his horror stuff, but I dig I dig his work. I dig his humor. Uh, I, I I like his writing, uh, the way he does dialogue, and I've seen his movies so many times it's ridiculous. Uh, so Rachel Silvestrini is for the most part the one who uh, crushes this category. Um, Devon does I think at least answer uh, one of the questions, but. 
Uh, she just pl- really plows through it, and they end up getting 11 out of 12 points. They answer all six of their questions. They go to multiple choice one time uh, and end their portion of round two 12, uh, yeah, 12 to 22 uh, in favor of Inky and the Brain. A great round. And with, with a team like the family, with someone like Drew McWeeny in general, you need to get as many points as possible uh, in, in your second round. And as you see... When the family goes up and spins comedy and decides to just stay with it. And they go through and literally clear the board. All six questions. All 12 points. That is why you need as many points as possible in both rounds. You you can't be slacking on it. Um, so they end up uh, 24 to 22 uh, in favor of the family at the end of round two. You know, a two-point uh, deficit, that's not horrible. You can come back from that. So as I'm watching this match, I'm like, okay, they're still in this. It's not over yet because anything can happen in round three. And with only a two-point deficit, this is definitely a doable uh, thing for, for Inky and the Brain. However, unfortunately... They do not do well at all in round three. Uh, Devon was up first for the two-pointer. And it was, I think, uh, Kate Blanchett movies, I believe, was the category. Um, and the answer was the house with a clock in its walls. And I actually knew this answer. I think I think Rachel may have known the answer to this one. And that is why I think it was a mistake the way they chose who was going to answer. Um they they chose the way they were going to answer because it was the Kate Planchette and it was only the two pointer so they're like well okay you know Devon you take that it's it's just a two pointer if they miss it it's not that big of a deal however I think she knew the answer and Devon definitely knew the answer uh, for the three pointer that Rachel had to go for and unfortunately Rachel did not get that answer correct. So at this point, they've missed their two-pointer. They've missed their three-pointer. If they had swapped it, if they had answered the opposite questions, I think they may have gotten them both correct here and been, you know, in in the lead at this point, going in, you know, into their last question. Uh, but unfortunately for them, that's not the case. They go into their five-point question and once again, are not able to uh, get a correct answer here. And the family wins via a TKO 24-22. to 22. That was rough to watch. Outside of that final round, Inky and the Brain did a fantastic job. Sometimes round three just kicks you in the ass. It really does. I've seen it. I've seen it happen with the best of them. Uh, sometimes round three, it's just a, it's just a bitch to deal with. And like I said, it just kicks you in the ass, and uh, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. But uh, you know, just pick yourself up after and, and keep on going. I like inking the brain. I think they've got talent. They showed in those first two rounds that they do have talent. That they can, you know, play with the big dogs and answer and answer these questions. They stayed fairly neck and neck with someone like a Drew McWeeny. Going into the final round, there, it, it, like I said, it's just that round three. It, it can, it can, it can, it can sink you sometimes. Unfortunately, for Inky and the Brain. 
So like I said, it ends uh, 24 to 22 in favor of the family, TKO. Um, we get into the post-interviews. McWeeny really wants to take down JTE. Uh, and he even challenges the evil geniuses. So I think that's going to wind up being their probably their next uh, battle. It will be the family versus the evil geniuses. I don't know what it is. I mean, McWeeny really has it out for, uh, for, for JTE. So... Um, I, I'm interested to see how that all shakes out. And then Roxy came in uh, during the post-interview and gave some praise to Andrew Guy and then kissed him on the cheek. I, this is what I was talking about before. It's like, where are they gonna? Are they actually going with this storyline? Um, are I, and I just hope that they know what they're doing and that they don't cross a line here at all you got to be careful when when you know real life is involved you know also how will this affect her management of the odd couple what if let's say the family has to face off against the odd couple at some point whose side will she be on you know will she be on the side of her team or will she be on the side of her man which is what the way it seems like it's going um I, i don't know if that if that day comes We'll see. I mean, even with like singles, if it's Andrew is facing either Mark or Jeff, whose side is she on? I, I don't know. Well, I have a feeling it's going to wind up happening. Um, if Drew is in the singles tournament, don't be shocked if you see one of the first round matches be uh, uh, him, Guy versus Jeff. Don't, don't be shocked if, if you see that. Because I would not be shocked at all. Then we get into match number two, the final match for this episode. And it is David Del Rio versus Liz Shannon Miller. And the winner will play JTE on uh, Friday, June 21st. So we get an opening scene. We have Emma on uh, the inside Schmodown set complaining about Ken's mess. Then Christian comes in and they talk about uh, Sam uh, and there's a little feud that's been going on. Christian brings up the upcoming manager bowl uh, and says that whoever wins will uh, be Sam and Emma's boss for a month. Uh, it could be Jay Washington, Tom Dagnino, Robert Meyer Burnett, uh, somebody from Corruption, possibly Grace, but it could be Ken because they're both managers. Uh, or uh, And Kaiser. Kaiser is the other one. But what I thought was interesting is that there was no Roxy. And it's like, I know she said before that she doesn't want to compete, that she doesn't think that she'd succeed, but it's it's really sad to me because she's become one of the best managers, and I really wish that we could have seen her in this match. Um, I, I you know even just to kind of further some 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 storylines maybe I, I don't know. It just makes me sad that Christian wasn't able to convince her to be in in the manager bowl. Uh, So we get into the match. Liz comes out first, followed by David. No elaborate entrances. They just come out, say, you know, hello to the crowd, and and, and just sit down and get ready for their match. So we get into round one. It's very close. They keep it tight. Uh, During question number three, I found it kind of funny that I knew the answer to this question. It was um, who played the title character in the was it like 2000 and 
uh, 11, I think, 2011 Conan the Barbarian movie? Uh, and the answer was uh, Jason Momoa. And I, I just found it funny that I knew the answer, but I've never seen that movie. I just knew that he was the he played Conan in in the the remake of Conan the Barbarian. Uh, apparently, neither of them knew the answer to this because they did not get it correct. Uh, but like I said, I just found it funny that I knew it and I've never seen the movie, so I don't know what their excuses were. <laughs> Um, it was it wasn't a particularly great round for either of them. It was kind of mid range. It was it ended five to six in uh, favor of Liz. Like I said, eh, it, was, it was okay. Nothing nothing to write home about. But so we get into round two. Uh, Liz defers, and uh, David spins action adventure and uh, decides to respin and lands on new releases, and does not do very well here. This wasn't a very good round for David. He winds up only getting two out of his four questions right for two points. He he went to multiple choice on all four uh, of his questions, hit two of them for a point each, missed two of them, and allowed Liz to get uh, one steal for a point, ending uh, his portion of round two tied seven to seven. You don't want to be tied. You want to be in the lead. Uh, at the end of your part, if you're the first one to go. Uh, so that's that's never a good look there. It was a real rough round for him. Uh, but then Liz goes up and she gets opponent's choice. And he gives her family films. Um, which I thought was an interesting choice. Because you know, it's not one of those ones that you tend to see be given. Um, but when it comes to, to rookies, I gotta say, some, it's, it, it can be difficult to pin down... Their weaknesses. So something that's broad, like like family films, and it could be some weird, obscure movies or like some some oddball stuff that you just aren't gonna sit there and watch. So in retrospect, it's probably a good category for him to pick. Uh, she winds up uh, not doing well in this at all either, and only gets uh, one total point. She goes to multiple choice three out of the four times. She gets one question right for one point uh, and allows Del Rio to get two big steals for a point each. Um, and, 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 I mean, really, if this this entire round two was real disappointing. Especially after, you know, seeing matches like uh, The Family and Inky and the Brain or that Shire Wolves... And uh, Odd Couple match, you know, stuff like the, the two matches prior were just fantastic matches. And then we get just this a middling first round, really dumpy second round for both of them. And, and you know, and they end the round, the second round, nine to eight. They're not even in double digits yet, and they've already gone through two rounds. So, I mean, right there, you, you know, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not great. So we get into round three. You know, Liz answers her two-pointer, goes back to David. David gets his two-pointer, comes back over to Liz, who gets her three-pointer, and then David is un- unable to answer his three or five, giving Lightning Liz Shannon Miller the win, uh, eleven to thirteen. She uh, takes home the, the W in, in a not so glorious uh, fashion here. Unfortunately for her. 
Uh, unfortunately for both of them, it doesn't look great. I mean, yeah, a win is a win, but you know, neither player had a great game. But someone had to win, and and today it happened to be Liz Shannon Miller. Um, don't get me wrong, they're both great players. I really like both of them. They just did not have a great match today. And that happens. Sometimes you just have a crappy day. I've seen Christian Harloff uh, tank out on, on, on matches, and, and, and it happens. You know, he's a great player, and sometimes you just have a bad day. So Liz will now go on to face JTE on Friday, June 21st. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see how that one goes. Hopefully she'll be able to kind of redeem herself when it comes to, uh, uh, like her knowledge base and be able to actually show what she's made up. JTE, he, he can be kind of, he's, he's sneaky when it comes to his knowledge, man. So you got to watch out for, for someone like him. Uh, I also think during the exit interviews, I, I'm pretty sure Del Rio's mic was off, uh, but then it was turned back on during Liz's. I don't know. It was just something weird. It was hard to kind of hear him. It was real quiet, especially compared to Jen, who you can tell her mic is on. Um, so I don't know what happened there. If it just had some problems, and then they fixed it after his interview. I don't know. Uh, so then we got an ending scene. It was uh, Tom Dagnino and Robert Meyer Burnett. They were in the back insulting each other. And uh, I love that... that uh, Burnett still gets flustered at the mention of Navarro. Just hearing him be like, Navarro? Why would you say that? Yeah, that it just it just really made me laugh. So I really I really enjoyed that. And it looks like they may uh, wind up facing each other one on one at some point. So uh, I I like that because Robert Marinette is going to be in the manageable, and then you know he'll face off against Dagnino. So. Looks like he's getting back into a little bit of competition, and I like that. You know, we're going to actually get to see Burnett do some uh, some gameplay, so I'm excited. So that wraps up all the matches for this episode of Talking Schmodown. Uh, next week, it'll be Adam Lovick versus Eric Zipper uh, in an inner geekdom match. Then we'll get to see the grudge match of Chance Ellison versus Paul Oyama. And a new Inside Schmodown. I'll be talking about all of that next week on another episode of Talking Schmodown. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the chairman himself, Christian Harloff, for bringing us this amazing product. And for listening to my show from the, la- the last show and, and uh, putting it up on Twitter. That was, that was freaking awesome to see. It was like the highlight of my week. Uh, I, I couldn't believe that. I, it's just nice to know that once in a while, you you know the the, the big wigs up there actually listen to uh, a show like you know a small little show like mine. You know, I'm just a guy out here in uh, Central New York, just trying to share my thoughts on the Schmodown for anybody out there in the in 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 the in the verse who wants to listen. So, and speaking of people out there in the verse who want to listen, you can catch me. On all the major uh, platforms, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on SoundCloud. So please make sure you head on over to your favorite uh, podcast platform, subscribe, rate, and review the channel, uh, and also check out the other show on there, After Live, the unofficial Collider Live After Show. Make sure you check that out, 
And like I said before, if you are a fan of DC, head on over to dccomicsnews.com and check out everything over there, including all the podcasts and everything we got going on there. You can catch me on Twitter uh, at JP Rayner, or you can check out uh, the Merc with a Movie Blog Twitter page at Movie Blog Merc. I'm also on Instagram at Movie Blog Merc. And I'm on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, just search Merc with a Movie Blog and it will pop right up. Thank you again, everybody, for taking the time to listen. If you guys have any questions, any comments, anything that you want to talk about, please feel free to hit me up. Um, you, you have a great, the, your best chance is to hit me up on Twitter at, at Movie Blog Merc. I'm on there more than any of the other platforms, really. So uh, check me out there. Uh, you can hit me up. Uh, if you got any questions about the Schmodown, about my thoughts on things, if you want to just have a general discussion, do that. Uh, you know, I'd be more than happy to uh, talk with anybody out there about the Schmodown. And be sure to also check out TriviaSD.com. You can get all the great uh, up-to-date news the schedule, the rankings, everything that you could want, it's going to be over there. You can get tickets to live shows there or at uh, theschmodownlive.com. So once again, thank you. And I have been Josh the Merc Rainer, and we have been talking Schmodown.